Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. I've been out of the saddle for computer wise. So true story. We've been away for a while. And the reason we've been away for a while is, well, we both got a whole lot going on, which I know nobody else, none of the people in the audience, Lisa, have anything <laughs> going on. Their lives are just tranquil. Rocking along yeah. slow and steady. Exactly. Placid <laughs> seas. So my, my brief story is in the midst of, of a move, well, or two, my computer, my computer decided to just give up the ghost and, so that's the reason I've been down and out. So what's your excuse? Yeah. So, so initially this started where Randy, I think did a show without me and said, Lisa's fine. Everything's fine. And I, what I was fine. My mother had had, uh, was up in Nebraska, had a mini stroke uh, just completely out of the blue, had been sick with shingles and flu and other things. And uh, those of you that have heard me talk, she's a long haul COVID 81. Um, so just a lot of health issues, diabetic, and I've been caring for her. So I had to kind of just up and leave for about a week. Um, in the midst of the snowstorm we had here, an ice storm, they had it up there too. So uh, I had to take care of her and then get her back. And cognitively, she had substantially declined from that. So I was helping with trying to get her into assisted living and some other things. And then we've got the, you know, we're building the the forever retirement home in Oklahoma for long-term, which is our hunting land for now. And uh that had a bunch of hiccups. So we were trying to navigate that with Don being gone. We've got three dogs here. I'm trying to navigate. My mom can't be around three dogs and find out my son's moving back from Ohio uh, with two grandkids. And we're trying to help that. And it was just life. You just, <laughs> you just are like, Randy, I physically can't, I can't, I, I'm just not available. Um, so I didn't want, we didn't want you worrying in the audience that there was, something or that the podcast wasn't going to happen or something going on personally between us. We are great uh, as a team and a podcast group, but life, life, Randy, life yeah, and life know, goals. That's you right. Know? We, we've talked before how <laughs> it's, it's, you know, so many bosses, I won't say leaders, but so many bosses, you know, just tell people, just leave that stuff at the, leave that stuff at the door. And two thoughts that I have, well, number one, we don't, that's impossible. The whole person comes in the room if people are going through things like you've been going through, uh, we went through a move. Uh, we sold the house that we had lived in for 25 years, which that's a whole nother thing. After 45 years of marriage and 25 years of those spent in one house and just the purging that you need to do, unless you're just going to move all the junk, all the crap that you've accumulated with you, which we didn't want to do. I mean, it's just, it's just daunting. It's daunting. So then Rhonda. Well, and you moved not only to one place, but you moved to two places. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> you made it even more yeah, challenging. Yeah, th there's that, which I would never recommend even a young person do. But so Rhonda comes in and tells me the thing that we all know to be true, you know, that uh, between death and divorce and is moving the, the third big stressor <laughs> on people. True. I'm like, yeah, like, like you need to tell me this, you right. know, like my hands and my back and my, my arms don't know that we've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah, but, but a couple of things, the whole person, the, we are who we are. It's the totality of our life. And the, the bosses that want the very best employees, the high-performing employees, in my experience, the high-performing employees are the people that are these whole people. 
they are who they are, not in spite of these life experiences, but because of them, because they've been able to leverage these things. And the second thing that I thought is how many times do we have these epiphanies? You know, people talk about that, the cliche of the in the shower moment, you know, when you're not sitting at a keyboard, you're not in front of a spreadsheet, you're not in front of a, of a, of some online system that your, your organization is working from doing the work, you're in a completely different place. And all of a sudden you have this light bulb moment about the work. And while these absolutely were not vacations, these were not times of respite. These were times of arduous, hard, hard work, but work away from work, you know, work away from the occupation. And I don't know about you, but I made a number of notes. I would go into my phone in my note app. I mean, over the course of moving and stuff, I could, I could be in the back of a truck or something. I don't know, just some thought came to my mind or some quote that I had forgotten. And so it, yeah, these serve useful purposes, just time. And we were still working. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was still serving clients as best I could, but I had to table an awful lot just like you did. So it wasn't like we were disconnected completely from our our day-to-day work. We weren't. It was about balance. It's about how much time you have and what you need to spend it on in those moments. That's right. That's right. And there were urgent things that were, you know, yeah, you had deadlines and we had deadlines and it's those deadlines that are daunting for, they're daunting for us at work. And now you pile on personal deadlines and urgent matters that you can't put off. That's right. You can't shove them to somebody else. You know, as a daughter, you got responsibilities. Um, my, my parents are older, uh, as well. You know, my mom will be 91. My dad, he'll be a hundred in September if he, if he makes it, um, you know, so we've all got these things. Mm -hmm. We've all got these things. Everybody listening to us and watching us, you have these things too you know, to what degree we're able to manage them. I know one thing that you and I talked about before we hit record that we kind of wanted to talk about was just the pursuit of this ideal outcome, the pursuit of these dreams. And then you've got these other things. So you've got your mom and then you've got your son moving back. And meanwhile, you've got this dream that you're chasing, this property up in Oklahoma and this, this house that you're building. So I don't know. I mean, the balance between those two, what do you it, yeah, it comes down to um, what we always talk about, and, and this is very much in leadership. You have life. That's the challenge. Life is the big, it's, it's the entire issue uh, and in the entire scope of your living. Uh, it includes personal and includes business, um, and it's wrapped up. And it, every day we are managing the ideal outcome and what steps in life or business that we need to be taking to move ourselves forward. And I, you know, when you talk to people, I think you helped me that the great thing about having you as a coach and friends that are invested in you at work, your, your spouses, your family, whoever you go to as a confidant to help you see things clearly when they seem not clear in that moment is that it boils down to, are you moving yourself forward 
and not backwards in everything that you, every step you take. Now, I know, you know, the old saying two steps back and one step forward is what it seems like in crisis or five steps back. You know, that's what Don and I were saying for, for mm. four months is it's five step backs and one step forward. So we're always losing ground, but ultimately we just kept persevering through every challenge and you have to keep that focus on, okay, today, where do I need to be spending my time for those I'm serving? Period. It doesn't matter as a wife, as a daughter, uh, as, you know, as a employee to the city, to our customers at work, to all our departments, where is today's focus and, and what does that need to be? And as you know, in March, we just didn't have the time or the ability to do the podcast in those moments. And it was okay to take a step back because it also offered us clarity. I think it helped us reset. It helped me re-energize. It helped me get those things off the plate so we could come back to, okay, now, now let's refocus and reset. And it doesn't mean any one thing was unimportant. It is just balancing that so you don't become overwhelmed and uh, overstressed and anxious we have to just balance the moments of what's on the plate. You know, we talked, I, I think I posted the spinning plates on right. my LinkedIn and you from yours, because it was just like, that was a great episode to talk about the spinning plates. And life is truly that it's spinning plates that just keep adding and adding and adding. And at some point you either need to drop one, stop one and not restart one. I mean, it's just a matter of balancing the motion and the movement. Yeah. Well, you, if you, We've all got to learn to say no before we can say yes, because we have to jettison some things. We have to just let go of some things, but you, you and I've talked before, and I know that you've helped as a mentor in your organization and even outside your organization. And I remember very early on in our encounter, um, as you know, as we were working together, I mean, sometimes you have to intentionally take a step back. I mean, you and I've had conversations before about how arduous it is sometimes for a leader to get somebody to the next level in performance. And that takes an investment and that takes time as opposed to here, just give me that and let me do it because I can do it right now. I can do it quickly and I know I can do it right. But now we're robbing that person of the ability to learn and to have an experience. And so sometimes we need to intentionally slow it down. Yes, the output is slower but we pick up that speed on the other side. That's right. You know, once, once my favorite quote still is everything is hard until it's easy. I additionally add on to that and everything is slow until it's fast. And I'll just, you know, for me and Rhonda for about two years, we've been in pursuit of getting to a point, selling this house and making some other decisions mm -hmm. as we're getting older in life. Well, for two years, it's just a slog, right? It's just a slog. Nothing's happening. I mean, well, we're working behind the scenes a little bit, but nothing's really, nothing materially is happening. A whole lot's happening up here. A lot of planning and a lot of dreaming and a lot of conniving and a lot of figuring it out is happening. But materially, for two years, nothing's happening. And then in the span of about four weeks, everything happens. 
That's right. Right. I mean, all of a sudden we just have this avalanche of deadlines and it's like, okay, you got a contract on the house and here's the closing date. And we're and now and you're like, literally at the mercy. When you get that contract on your house, you got 30 days. It's 30 days. I mean, yeah. you're essentially in 30 days, it needs to be done and you need to be out if everything works smoothly, but right. you're locked in to buy an exterior uh, deadline that is yeah. no longer yours. It's just, yeah. okay, 30 days. You need to figure out how to move a house that you've been in 25 years with all your earthly possessions and get them out of there and into an apartment or a new home, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you're, sh and then you're shocked that how, how did we have all of this stuff in here? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, and I know Absolutely. our, our, uh, I know our listeners always love it when we pull back the curtains. I think those are some of those, our biggest episodes, to be yeah. honest with you on people just hearing our life, you know, well, they, they like, they like, and they enjoy our pain. I think Yeah, what it is. <laughs> it's probably true, <laughs> but you know, it was funny because Don was the same way we were in what living, what you just went through for your 30 days back in July and August when right. we sold our home. And it was like, we had been preparing for five years. We had been trying to find land. We knew that's what we wanted. Every year we updated a major update in the house so that when we were ready to sell, if we sold, it was renovated and we weren't trying to be in crisis mode, right? So we were doing right. one big like flooring and then kitchen was a $20,000 remodel. And then, you know, mm -hmm. it, but every year we were working towards that. And then all of a sudden the housing market boomed and I'm like, Hey, let's sell. And he goes, what? <laughs> but we did. Cause he didn't ever think I'd move on it, but I'm like, Don, it's never going to be this again. Let's move. Yeah, that's right. We're in a perfect place. And then Don for, you know, like you did for four weeks was new fencing, putting rock down in the backyard, you know, all the finish up to make it right. pretty. Right. All that to be said, then we were, he got to the point we had been in our house 25 years. And I think that's right. And, uh, he finally said, uh, Lisa, I've ordered the junk trailer mm -hmm. 300 bucks we can he said we can load it as full as we can get it he goes i'm done sorting through stuff if we haven't touched it in the last year he can figure out what to do with it <laughs> and he did he filled a trailer full of everything in the garage in the house that we didn't want we put stuff out front for people to grab for free which they would siphon through in a day you know mm -hmm. we're picking up stuff and don's like not worth it i'd rather spend money on the back end and get whatever we want and so you just yeah, see, I was being I tedious done, to pick see, through everything, and he's like, "I'm like done, whatever, just get I rid of it." I <laughs> should have. See, I, I so should have done that. I didn't. I didn't do that. Unfortunately, I got three hundred dollars. I had forgotten that he did that, but yeah. we had a free for all, and our free for all, which by the way, a free for all is just a garage sale that you don't sell anything. With no sell. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. Just, you, know, you just take it if you if you want it. And I had a pile. True story. I had a pile. It was trash. That was just trash. And I had thrown, I'd thrown some kind of a tarp kind of a thing over it. And so we put on Facebook marketplace and I don't know, maybe Rhonda put it on next door or something, you know, to just come and get it kind of a thing. And she listed a few of the bigger things. And of course people wanted to come the day she put that it was going to be okay. It's going to be on Tuesday. I don't know. She put it out of there on a Sunday. You know, people wanted to come immediately. Like, no, it's not even out yet. They came, and I would say that the trash pile, 60% of that was taken. 
I'm like, I, what? They're I'm, like, hey, what's under the tarp? I, have, I mean, what? I don't. What are you? What are you people doing with this stuff? This stuff is absolute garbage. Uh, you know, some of the stuff was perfectly fine and okay, but anyway, we yeah. Hey, one man's trash is another man, man's that's treasure. That's right. That's right. You know, we we got out. It was really funny. So there was this family that came, and the grandmother was there, and boy, they had this down, and you could tell they they did they do this, you know, and good for them. I, I really admired their their enterprising, you know, spirit. <laughs> but the grandmother, I'd go in the house and I would come out the door with something. Well, the grandmother picked up on it, and she was an she was an older Hispanic woman. I don't know that she understood a word of English, but she picked up very quickly that I was coming out the door with new things. So I would, I would come out the door, and there she would be, right? I mean, just right in my face, you know, just waiting to see what I brought out. And I'm nine out of ten things she took them. Yeah. She took them out of my hand. You know, she didn't want anybody else getting them. It was really, it was really funny. So I had a good time. I had a good time with it, but yeah, these are, these are, ex they're just exhausting. And I made a comment to somebody in the midst of all that. I said, you know, this is the price that you pay to chase a dream. Mm -hmm. And for me, that would be the point of today's show with everything going on with the problems that we've had, the challenges that we've had, especially over the last two to three weeks, it, it's the, it's the price that, that you pay, you know, your son coming back with two grandkids back closer to where you guys are. Yeah. I feel bad for the other grandparents, but that's their problem. You know, I mean, you, you guys are, I mean, it's just, yeah. there's a price tag to pay when you have these kinds of ambitions and the interesting thing to me is the people that have these ambitions, high performers at work tend to be high performers in other areas of their life. They tend to be people who are pursuing things. And so I would want to encourage everybody. I mean, if you're going to chase it, just chase it for all it's worth. You know, why That's not? That's right. And everybody's at a different season in life. Randy and I, you know, I, I just turned 55. We knew the only thing I would tell you is make sure you have a dream and you're working towards it. Because if you don't, you know, for me and for Dawn, that, that are things that we talked about as a couple, what do we want long-term? And so as we, it's just simple decisions. It's as we were redoing things or as we are buying things, it's, it's like, is that, is this the timing we should go ahead and get that? So it's paid off by the time we get there. So it's, and right. And some of it was a hardship, you know, when we needed some things. Um, but make sure you have a dream and you're you're pursuing it and not um, without purpose. Make it intentful. Uh, make it purposeful so you are thinking about what you really should be doing. And, and it, you may be at a different point in your life. You may be a young professional and listening in. And I don't expect you right now to plan for your retirement at age 60, right? If you're 20-something, but you might know, hey, I want to become a leader. Make sure you're communicating with your leadership team and those around you that are mentors that you trust and respect. What, what? Here's what I am doing. What should I be doing? How can I better prepare? And make sure you're taking that guidance and wisdom. And if it's in personal life, you know, if you're, I don't know what it is to you. If you're wanting to get married, if you're wanting to have kids, just make sure you're taking steps that are intentful. What's the timing? What does that timing need to look like? What And sometimes life delivers us stuff that we didn't plan for. That, that happens to all of us. I didn't plan for my mom to get sick in Nebraska, but it happened. And 
I can either just come become completely dis- devastated by it. I'm fortunate. I've got a strong family network. And Don was like, babe, just go do what you need to do. I got it here. And he released me from that burden of, okay, what about the house and the kids and the dogs? He was just like, I got it. I got it. And I think so many of us have that same thing, Randy. I have you, I have uh, my leadership team. um, I have my peers and I have my staff that I have built that in those moments, if you do it well, they've got your back. They have got your back to go do what you need to do because you have given to them. Uh, it can't be one-sided, you know, as you're pursuing your dreams, you've got to, I always say, I always share in that, but it's genuine. It can't be, look what I've got. It's more, look what I'm trying to achieve. How can I help you achieve yours? Yeah. That makes well, sense. You get, yeah. I mean, the more you help other people, the more help you're going to get. I mean, that, that whole reciprocal kind of a thing is it's mm-hmm. innate. And in, I think most, most humans, um, but if we aren't if we aren't driving towards it, you're never going to get there. No, and if it's a dream that's if it's a dream that's worth pursuing, um, and let's assume that they are, then you're going to pay a price for it. That's right. You're just the, the the world, the universe is going to push back because otherwise we would all just sit around and dream something, and it would just poof, it would just happen, and that's just not how achievement works. You know, accomplishments demand a whole lot of us. Some demand more than others. I mean, I'm significantly, you know, I'm a full decade older uh, than Lisa. And so here we are a decade ahead of where she and Don are just making a monumental shift, a physical shift in in life and and doing some things that we want to do. Very different from Mm -hmm. what Lisa and Don want but similar in the sense that we're both chasing. We're not chasing itty bitty kinds of things. We're chasing big, you know, big, big goals, big, big achievements. And you can expect the bigger that dream you may have, the bigger resistance you're going to come up against. And don't be discouraged by that. It's just the price that you pay to chase and pursue and catch that dream. Uh, I, I mean, I still like the, I still kind of like the, the, I like the moniker that so many others before me who are much wiser than me have put on it. You know, that wall exists to prevent those people that aren't deserving from getting it. And so those of us that are willing to knock down that wall, those of us that are willing to figure out a way over or around that wall, we are the ones who can achieve these things because we are, we are not deterred by the resistance. We're not deterred by the fact that there's this obstacle in the way between where I am and where I want to be and wherever you want to be. Like Lisa said, it can be very different for all of us, but I've just never found anybody who is a high achiever, who is a high performer at work, who did not take that same kind of attitude and behavior in every other area of their life. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I haven't seen it. Well, you know, it's interesting. I remember when you and I spoke early on when we were first going through our uh, the executive coaching together, and I remember you were just kind of trying to get to know me, and you said, "Well, you know, what do you want?" I just I don't remember if that was the exact question, but that was what stuck out in my mind. It's kind of what are you trying to achieve? And I said, "In you know, in life or work?" And you said both. And I said, "Well, I, I want property," and you said, "Well, what are your?" 
I forgot what you called them. The basically, what are your minimum requirements? You called it something else, but it was basically what. What are you not willing to negotiate on? And yeah, I your said, non-negotiables. Well, as non-negotiables. Well. There you go. And I said, well, I want land. It needs to be hunting, fishing, and a water source. Preferences, 140 plus. Texas. But we'll go to Arkansas or Oklahoma. You know, we kind of we talked right. about that. But even then, that's been, what, two years And I had plus? you explain to me why. And yes. she did. She, she knew why. For instance, you know, I mean, why wouldn't 20 acres work? Well, when you want to go hunt with rifles, you can't do it on 20 acres. You need no. bigger, you need bigger land. Okay. Well, I'm not a hunter. I don't know. Yeah. And that speaks to kind of this leadership recipe. So here I am trying to help serve her. Well, the first thing I got to do is understand. And the only way I'm going to understand is I got to be humble enough to be curious so I can ask the questions. Cause I don't know. That's I'm right. not a hunter. I don't know. So and, she explained and, to me the difference between a hundred acres and 40 acres. And it's, it's a big difference when you're an outdoors person like she and Don are. That's right. And, and as we, you know, as we proceed that, I also remember you saying, well, what's getting in the way, which to my point in this episode is what's getting in the way of your dream. And are you taking active steps to move forward? That doesn't mean you get it tomorrow. Because I think it's, I believe in that philosophy of everything worth having. It takes time and effort and it's hard. Um, but anything worth having isn't free. It costs money. And what are you doing to actively work towards that? And sometimes that's sacrifice. You know, I see so many people that just want things tomorrow. I, you know, I, I've been here, you know, I've been here six months and I, I haven't gotten a leadership spot yet. You know, well, right. true. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't happen often, but you have to be realistic, but everything should have a purpose. If you don't yet have your purpose, you need to find it and you need to find out what are you working toward and make sure that that's something you got to figure out where you're at. If you have uh, a partner, uh, you know, spouse, uh, family, what are you doing to move yourself forward to achieve it? Because if that's, and sometimes that can change. Mine's been very consistent. Don and I have been talking about this for probably a good 15 years that as we get to retirement, one, I didn't want to work till I was 70. Uh, I told him I want to enjoy my life after work because I've been working since I was like 13. Um, I wanted to enjoy life. And I, if I wanted to do something on the side, that's fine. But long term, I want to give to the organizations that I serve, give to the people around me that I can serve. And then at some point, enjoy my life and hopefully have made an impact to those I did serve over time. Right. Um, and lastly, give back to my family from which I've taken time over mm -hmm. my lifetime at work. Yeah. I want to give back to my grandkids, give back to my children that they've got a place to come and decompress themselves. So there's a, this kind of life cycle for me that adds value and quality and comfort long-term, but everything came at a cost right now. It's yeah. a cost of time, right? It, right? it takes away time for my family, but it serves a greater purpose and it provides for my family and it allows me to save. Don's working for 26 years, um, many years, good, many years, bad at his particular company, but it, he stayed and endured because it served a purpose. He had a 401k that can fund our retirement home. Right. And, I, and guys, I'm talking about, he put a lot into that where it was very hard on us financially for many, many years. 
but the end goal was always in mind. I need to have so much money to be able to purchase land. So it's going to have to be hard. So it's those kind of things that we did as a unit and agreed it was going to be hard, but we made it and we did just fine. And I would encourage our listeners, write it down. What is it you want and what is getting in the way? What is keeping you from achieving it? And find somebody that you respect and trust that can give you wisdom and guidance to help begin seeing your path and making it a little clearer as you move through it. Well, it's hollow advice, I think, sometimes to tell people to count the cost. I catch myself doing that pretty regularly, realizing that there are there are too many people who don't want there to be a cost. I mean, to your point of I've been on the job six months and it hadn't happened yet. As I sit down in front of CEOs and in front of people that I call the number one, the person at the top of the hierarchy in leadership and power and authority, I would say the number one lamentation is about anybody in their team or, or in their organization is softness. Soft. People are too soft. They expect too much too soon, too easy. And I know that that's a sweeping generalization, but here's the good news for you, the listener and the viewer. The good news is putting in the work, the willingness to pay the price for you to pursue, chase, and catch your dream is so worth it because you can absolutely stand out. I believe based on my experience that you can stand out more easily today than maybe at any other time in history, because there is a collective softness. There is a collective, Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, and, and if you have the willingness to step up and be that person, be that go-to person at work, be that go-to person in your relationships, be that go-to person in all of your, your personal pursuits, I don't know, man. I, I'm just such an optimist. The world can really be your oyster. It doesn't, it's not going to happen overnight. And Rhonda and I, we, this summer, Lord willing, we will both turn 66. Uh, when we were 60, what we just did in the last 30 days, that wasn't even on our radar. That, that was not even a remote thought, much less a dream. You know, the dream really began probably about three years ago. So these things change. Ideal outcomes change, and that's fine. It's your life. You can do what you want. You can change your mind. We've said before, this podcast predominantly is a, it's about leadership, but in a phrase, it's about helping you figure it out. Lisa and I are not here to tell you what to do. We are not here to second-guess you. We're not certainly not here to judge you. We're here to just hopefully be a couple of voices that can help you figure it out. Whatever it is for you, that's for you to determine. And we've got a perspective that hopefully can help peel the onion back so that you can gain a little bit of clarity. And I'll give you the last And one. direction. And, you know, yeah. direction. It's, it's, it's so much about um, be, having realistic expectations your point of being able to say no is critical in all this. If if you all didn't hear what he said about being able to say no, you have to be able to balance what life is throwing at you, work and uh, professionally and personally in each day and balance that because there is so much mental health stress and strain in today's world 
uh, high anxiety. Uh, we know so many people are going through mental health issues. And some of that obviously is chemical and there's medicines that can help with that. But some of it is just the demands of life. And we think we have to be able to do everything, you know, uh, as a female leader, there were moments in my life. I've like, if I don't say yes, then they're going to feel I'm weak or they're going to feel, uh, I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good wife, or I'm staying too late or I'm not getting enough done. Um, and you start putting these unrealistic pressures on ourselves that if sometimes we would just ask, it's not really expected of us. We, we think it is expected of us because that's our outcome. But when you start asking the question, when do you need that by? They're like, oh my gosh, this is this could be next month. Just add it to your list. And then some things are like, I really need that tomorrow because I've got to get to the mayor on whatever. But I've so much learned through life and through my journey um, professionally and personally of balancing those two that you really can balance the demands. It's the choice of what and how. What and how do I need to do today on the crisis? Uh, that's where I tell people to focus. And as you have dreams, make sure you have somebody you can talk to, uh, you know, that that will help guide you and make sure you're making strides towards that. But you don't have to be a yes person. You have to be a balanced person, figuring it out and then not having unrealistic expectations that, you know, I always go back to a budget where people say, well, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, well, what are you doing today? Well, I'm, you know, I'm in a $10 an hour job. It's a job. It provides for your family. That's great. What are you doing next to continue pursuing that? Well, I'm trying to get my degree so I can step up. That Those are the steps we're talking about. It doesn't have to be now. It needs to be what am I doing to physically move towards that and become better so that each day I'm working towards that. Even when you set goals with your staff. You know, I talked to my staff and I said, what do you want done? What's your, you know, and then I said, what steps have you taken? The second half of that, that they didn't know. I said, what steps have you taken? They're like, well, I haven't done anything. I said, well, how can we achieve it if we aren't moving towards it? And so they started setting by this date, I'm going to have these things done by this date. I'm going to have these things. I'm going to meet with somebody on whatever. That's what I would encourage you to do in life and work. Yeah, but in the last weeks, and I'll, I'll put a bow on it this way, you know, in the last few weeks, given all the turmoil that, that you and I have faced, and, there, and there's, there's always setbacks. There just are. You know, there, there's unforeseen circumstances mm -hmm. because we've got these expectations of how we want it to go, and guess what? It doesn't go that way. Uh, and you have a curveball that comes at you, and you've either got to learn to hit that or somehow manage it and deal with it. But during how many of those times were you, I mean, have you been even remotely tempted to just say, eh, forget it. It's, this just isn't Never. It. No. In I mean, fact, it, you remember when we had the water issue and we didn't know if we were going to get water to this house. Literally. We were at city said, no, no way. We're not bringing in water to you. The well was drilled and paid for and hit nothing at a very uh -huh. high cost cash. A lot of cash we paid for nothing. And we happen to find two, uh, you know, I believe for those of you that are faith-based, it's a God thing. We had two neighbors we met and he's like, well, I got a different county's water on my land. I'm right behind you. Let me call him. I know the guy, you know, it's a small town. And all of a sudden what seems impossible, 
there's a glimpse of light shining from a distance, right? And I remember Randy, you know, I was in tears, right? Colin, I'm like, oh my God, we're not going to get water. We're going to have to do these cisterns and have them shipped in for the rest of our lives. And you were like, you're going to get, I mean, I remember the text implicitly and it said, you're going to get water, hashtag optimism. I just remember it. It was a statement. And in that moment I went, we're going to get water. I mean, Randy knows everything. So definitely, if he says we're getting water, we're getting water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Well, but, listen, I'm a purveyor of optimism because yeah. why not? There's no and, reason and, not to be. And I'm usually so optimistic, but there, to at our point today, there are so many setbacks in life that I was just becoming kind of numb. I'm just like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. But we never stopped on the dream. We were just figuring out, okay, if we don't get it from that source, Here's what we're going to have to do. We're just going to have to bring it yeah. shipped in. Well, you just don't take. Because water would come out eventually. It's just not, maybe not right then. That's right. Well, you just don't take no for an answer. You know, you, you decide what you're going to say no to. Yeah. My, my last piece of advice would you just don't say no to your dream. Say no to something else, but don't say no to your dream. And the odds are, and it's funny because I ask every coaching client this, how many things have you set out to achieve that you didn't? And 100% of the respondents, which is everybody I've ever coached in the last 12 to 15 years, mm-hmm. 100% of the response is people, they'll look up and they'll look around and they'll go, I think I've, I've pretty much achieved everything I set out to. And I'm like, it's funny how that works, isn't it? And so what are the limitations that we're putting on ourselves? Mm-hmm. Because here's the news flash. We are the impediment. That brick wall that we run into and those difficulties, that's really not the impediment. The real impediment is us. The real impediment is that that brick wall gave us an excuse to give up. And it gave us a reason to lose faith, lose confidence, lose hope, and give up. But we were the problem. The brick wall was just the opportunity for us to give up. So my advice is don't give up. Just don't give up. Yeah. it's, it's, it's it, No, it's a game of risk. And I'll end with this because I love, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever watched the Hunger Games? No. Oh my gosh. It is greatness. <laughs> and the famous quote everybody knows, you know, if you're pursuing a dream, there are going to be risks and there are going to be challenges. But in the words of Hunger Games, may the odds be ever in your favor. You know, may the odds be ever in your favor. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, the city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.